is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. And welcome to the show. I'm Deborah Howell, and today we will be helping you get on better nutritional footing for the new year. Our guest today is Gretchen Perea, clinical dietitian and certified diabetes educator at Memorial Care Saddleback Medical Center. Welcome, Gretchen. Uh, thank you. Good to be so here. good to have you. Hey, right off the bat, what are the first steps in easing into a healthier diet, especially at the beginning of the year after all those holiday meals and sweets and, you know, all those treats? Um, one of the most things, the most important thing you can do is try not to go from one extreme to the other, which is what everybody tries to do. They try to go from eating, you know, nonstop junk to <laughs> eating perfectly. And that's a big change. And then that people tend to fall off that, you know, they sort of white knuckle it for a few weeks and then it just goes bye-bye. So what we found is much better to try to make small changes, you know, promise to eat three servings of vegetables a day, drink more water and take a 15 minute walk. You know, start there and then work your way up as, as, you know, each month goes on, add something else new. Sure. Well, that's just reasonable. Yeah. Now, sometimes people forget that many drinks are sugary and high in calories. So what types of uh, healthy beverages should people be drinking? Well, one is water, obviously. Uh, if you don't like it, a good thing is, you know, buy one of those pitchers where you can infuse everything from mint or cucumber or maybe a little bit of fruit. Um, all the new sparkling waters that are out now, without saying any, you know, brand names, you know, the mm -hmm. kinds, but the ones that have no calories and no artificial sweeteners, those are very, very tasty. And, you know, backing up with maybe some iced tea or whatever, but don't just, it's the additions you got to watch out for. If you're looking sure. for, you know, cold drinks, bottom line is try not to add sugar. That's really interesting. Why not hot drinks? People don't realize how many calories are in those sugary drinks. Yeah, that's true. But why not hot drinks? Why are cold drinks more beneficial? Well, no, I was just thinking of something refreshing. Uh, oh, I see. But, yeah, hot drinks are fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's, people do tend to like to add, you know, half and half and a ton of sugar when you're drinking a lot of hot drinks. That's, that's the hard part. But, yeah, sure, some black coffee or what have you, you know. And then that, you know, every time we talk about things like this, the answer is, part of it, the answer is always it depends. Because sure. when I people, I'm making sure, we, you know, I'm not recommending caffeinated drinks all day long if someone's got high blood pressure, you know, so it just kind of depends on that person as to what would be better. But water is your safest bet for sure. Okay. And then there are beautiful teas that are good for you that don't have caffeine in them as well. Correct. Yeah. You could do all kinds of decaf herbal tea, you know, make a, make a big pot of it and put it over ice if you want something cold or, or of course hot as well. Without so weather we've had recently, that would be perfect. As long yeah. as you don't add half a thing of honey to it. <laughs> Exactly. Half People a little bear of honey later. I <laughs> think honey is really, really, you know, healthy, and it's not. It's just sugar, period, the end. Yep. Really? There's no improvement using honey. Correct. You they just shattered a big dream of mine, all. Gretchen. I know. Yeah. No, that's why I let everybody know. <laughs> There's no all improvement right. whatsoever. Well, yep. can you share a few simple swaps that can make a big difference in nutrition? Again, and that's uh, that one, this is the one that I had the hardest. I was kind of looking through it. it it's the hardest. Because this is a very much an it depends answer. It depends on how the person is currently eating as to what change would make the biggest, you know, impact for them. Sure. So if somebody's eating out all the time, eating fast food, and, you know, that's just their lifestyle, asking them to stay home and cook their meals at home isn't a realistic change. But going to healthier places where things are grilled, 
as opposed to deep fried. You know, Mediterranean eating is always extremely healthy. We're trying to get everybody, you know, more to a Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating out all the time, picking better, you know, better places with grilled items as opposed to fried. If you're not a vegetable eater, maybe trying to add in a bunch of vegetables because that will really help fill you up and then you end up just naturally curbing your calories more as a result. Not to mention all the, you know, antioxidants and phytonutrients. They're all, you know, cancer prevention type, you know, nutrition that's going through you, plus all the fiber. Um, Making sure you're getting half of your carbohydrate intake as whole grains, at least half, Mm -hmm. so that you're not using tight, you know, simply digested, quickly digested, you know, nutrition-free carbs as opposed to whole beans or something a little more fibrous like quinoa, brown rice, sweet potato versus potato. You know, there's little swaps like that that can make a real big difference. And if you don't like it, you know, try mixing half brown, half white. It's an improvement. There you go. Yeah, I do that when I go to Chipotle. I say half and half. (laughs) Yeah, you'd be surprised. Every time, I always tell my patients, anytime you make a better decision, nothing bad can come from that. You know, you don't have to be extreme to to meet the goals you want to meet, whether it's some weight loss or just better nutrition, feeling better, more energy. Every time you make a good decision, it's going to, it's going to impact you. You don't have to go to extremes and extreme diets and, you know, you know right. eating salad all day and going to the gym for three hours is not a realistic plan <laughs> at the beginning of the year, you know. It'll last What's not to love days. there? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what people think they're going to do, you know, and they try it for a while and then it just goes by the wayside because it's just not psychologically or physically sustainable. Right. There's also a step down like whole milk to 2%. And then if you're okay with that, maybe step down to skim after that or white bread to whole grain. uh, Very few of my patients are drinking milk anymore. So that wouldn't be a huge impact or or a huge improvement on anybody's health unless they're big milk drinkers. Really? But everybody eats carbs, so we can switch the carbs. Yeah. Um, Boy, I'm a big milk drinker. Yeah, if you're drinking milk. Yeah, if you're a big milk drinker, then going, you know, definitely, you know, 1% is, is 2% isn't a huge improvement by any means, but 1% is very doable and doesn't have appreciable amounts of that saturated fat left at all if you don't like the non-fat. Okay. If you're a big milk drinker, then that does have an impact for you. If you're not, then that's not a change that would do much for you, right? Yeah. Well, so. we we, lo- we love our cereal in the morning, and it's always got to have that milk on yeah. it, so... And what about yeah, almond I'm milk? I'm not a cereal lover for people. Almond milk is, it's its not good. It's not bad. It's its being marketed as being a huge improvement in nutrition. And it basically just provides no nutrition. It oh. just has a little bit. It's not that it's bad for you. That's not the case. You know, it does save on carbs. So depending on the person and their eating habits, if we're whatever, depending on what that person likes to eat for breakfast, if I'm watching their carb intake, uh, sometimes changing to almond milk might they really want the fruit in the cereal. Maybe that's a that's a that's a swap is to go to almond milk so you don't get any carbs out of the liquid. It's basically a little almond fat with water, and then they add back in some some vitamins and minerals to it. But there's no but, milk in almonds, so you know it's a processed liquid. But it doesn't mean that it's bad for you. But it's mm-hmm. not an improvement in nutrition per se. It, it, you do save some calories and and but there's no there's no protein in almond milk. You know that kind of a thing. So it's just, it's a different swap, but it's not necessarily an improvement depending on what your reason for changing it. 
And my last question on almond milk, I promise. Is there calcium in it? Uh, they add it in. You don't absorb it as well as you do out of some of the um, dairy dairy things. But I'll be honest with you, that's something I probably need to look up a little bit more. I didn't okay. do a lot of background on almond. But it, it, it is added back in, but there's no calcium in almonds. So okay. it, what happens with calcium is you need a... You need a protein that comes with it to carry it across the cell membrane to be absorbed, and that isn't present in the almond milk. So the absorption may not be quite as high, but yeah, they do add it back in, and so you okay. do get some out of there for sure. Good to know. I promise. Thus ends the grilling on almond milk, I promise. No, no worries. <laughs> it's not that it's bad. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying okay. people misunderstand the marketing on it, yeah. For sure. What about snacks? Yeah. Are they okay to eat? I usually do recommend them for people, healthier ones, obviously, you know, depending Mm -hmm. on what you're choosing. So, you know, a little piece of fruit, six or seven nuts. We make mistakes by eating huge handfuls of nuts. They're very high in calories Um, if you're trying to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Also, something like a light yogurt or a plain Greek yogurt, put a drop of vanilla and add add some berries to it, which will have fiber. Uh, Crackers you know, whole grain crackers with a little low-fat cheese or natural peanut butter. There's all kinds of hummus and vegetables. There's some healthy snacks that are easy to pack and you can bring along and keep them in the fridge at work, or keep you out of the out of the break room with the donuts, you know. Oh, yeah. So, that that yeah, brings us I, to my I next question. Go ahead. Right. No, go ahead. I, I, I usually do recommend snacks for people because you typically, especially without everybody eating out so much, when when you're ordering a meal at a restaurant or at a counter, You'll do a better job ordering when you're not as hungry. You had that apple and string cheese two hours ago. Yeah. So did not order the fries, right? So, or easier. <laughs> you know humans very well, it seems. Uh, what are some <laughs> tips for packing a better, healthier lunch for work or school? Making sure that you get your whole grain, some lean protein, uh, something with some fiber, you know, throwing in that handful of carrots or cherry tomatoes or leftover salad makes a big difference on how full you feel through the afternoon. Not to mention there's one of your vegetable servings. People tend to get vegetables all day and then they eat a bunch of them at night and totally skip their carbs. Have, if you've ever seen that, um, it's called the plate method, making sure you get like a quarter plate worth of, of, you know, your leftover chicken meat or fish from dinner the night before, a quarter plate of some whole grain carb, and then some vegetables and so if you're having that sandwich on whole grain bread with some mustard and lettuce, tomato and onion and a little bit of leftover leftover let you know, salad and bring a little apple, that's a that's a really good lunch. And everybody's you know, nobody's eating sandwiches because for some reason uh, everybody thinks bread is horrible for you. It's not if you're buying a normal sized piece of bread that's hundred percent whole wheat, that's a great that's a great mm-hmm. lunch right there. You can make a quick quick sandwich. So Making sure you have those food groups present that's balanced. You have some whole grain carbs, you have some lean protein, and some vegetables, and and some fruit if you want it. Again, depending on the size of the person, how big the lunch is, right? Exactly. <laughs> right, that's, right. That's about lunch. Uh, what about breakfast? Is it really the most important meal of the day? Yes and no. I mean, yes, for the most part, yes. You've been fasting for, you know, so many hours, and people tend to skip breakfast and run off to work, and then... They go out to lunch and all heck breaks loose because you haven't eaten in 16 hours except for that cup of coffee. 
So yeah. what we have found is that by skipping breakfast, you actually, there's a lot of research showing this, you have a lot more calories later in the day to make up for it. And it's more calories than the breakfast that you skipped. So I can always tell when I'm questioning my patients and they're skipping breakfast that they're, they, I always ask them, and let me guess, do you snack a lot at night? Yeah, I'm always hungry. And I'm like, well, there you go. So, and then they didn't get up because they snack late at night. They don't eat breakfast. So we need to kind of reset that. And I can't tell you how many patients have come back and they're down, you know, five, 10 pounds because they, yeah. and they've added in a meal. They added in breakfast. It get, it starts your metabolism going. It keeps you from getting too hungry later in the day. And you just make better, better changes or better orders or preparing your food. You do a better job of it the rest of the day when you're not starving. So getting, again, it's the same thing that some, get some whole grains, get some lean protein, you know, don't don't need to demonize, demonize eggs anymore. Natural peanut butter instead of the commercial stuff. Get the kind of peanut butter, almond butter, on some whole grain toast and half a banana. Make a little whole grain peanut butter banana sandwich in the morning and eat that in the car on the way to work. It's good. You make it sound like a party. I love it. And, you know, to me, getting out of bed is like, ugh. But I go, oh, breakfast. <laughs> That's right. a big motivator for well, me. It well, people think it has to be you know, this complicated thing. And I, I, you know, peanut butter, banana sandwich or a, a light Greek yogurt, throw some berries in there. Just something to get some carb and some protein first thing in the morning. Yeah. And you'll find you'll set yourself up better for the rest of the day. Can you come live with me, Gretchen? <laughs> well, put it this way. When I, when I take my own advice, I also meet my health goals. When I don't, I don't. So the psychology of this is that's your next podcast is getting the psychologist on to tell us all yeah. how to keep, keep on track, right? Well, then I'd have to get another guest bedroom. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard to make those changes, but that's where we always recommend starting small. Don't make such huge changes at the beginning of the year because it's just not it's not a realistic goal to go from one extreme to the other. So you will make you will get to the goals you want, whether it's weight loss or to improve nutrition or better better energy level, what have you, by making those small changes and just building on them as time goes on. And don't beat yourself don't, up don't if you fall that. off the wagon at at a birthday party Absolutely. or something like that. Exactly. And that's the little analogy we use is, you know, I use that all the time when I'm counseling patients is if you, if you, um, you know, if you have a flat tire and you, you know, you, the bad thing happens, right? You get a flat tire. You don't go flatten the other three tires. <laughs> you change the tire and you keep going, right. you know, but we do that when we do that, when we're trying to make health changes, we're, it's this all or nothing mentality. And that's, that's the part that stops us because it always ends up as nothing eventually if you're trying to do all, all the time. But swapping out that cookie for an apple, again, adding the vegetables in at lunch, taking a, a walk, you know, at, at your lunchtime, take a 15-minute walk. Yeah. All that starts to build up, you know, and, and then you feel better and you're more energetic and it makes you want to do more as time goes on. So, Well, you've made me want to go okay. take a walk immediately, Gretchen. We're so grateful to have you on, <laughs> on the program today. You're welcome. For more information or to listen to a podcast of this show, please go to memorialcare.org. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. Thanks for listening and have yourself a great and healthy day.